Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. One of the most fundamental aspects of botanical method aquarium keeping is the abundance of natural processes and the way that they look in our aquariums, making those mental shifts to understand, embrace, and encourage them. In our aquariums, we see many aspects of nature, and if we're really thoughtful, we won't edit them away in our zeal to appeal to some hobby-centric view of what is appropriate. One of these is the concept of cleanliness. I'm mentioning this today. I know we talked about it fairly often lately, but I mentioned it again today because I had some people um, DM me on um, on threads, um, Instagram's new, me- uh, new um, social media platform, uh, people that probably weren't previously exposed to what we do. And they were asking questions about how do you keep these tanks clean? Are they clean? What's going on? They don't look clean. I don't understand. How could they be healthy? They're really cool, but are they clean? You know, that kind of stuff. And as aquarium hobbyists, it made me think, as aquarium hobbyists, I think that we have most a, a most biased viewpoint when it comes to the topic of aesthetics, particularly those related to the concept of what a clean aquarium is. For many decades, the idea has been to maintain a tank in an almost pristine, sterile way with any decomposing material or extraneous debris of any sort seen as a sign of poor husbandry and sloppy aesthetics. There are habitats in nature which would have some sort of pristine look we seem to elevate in the hobby. However, they're definitely not the norm. So yeah, you could absolutely keep a perfectly clean looking tank and realistically be representing some wild habitats. Of course, that's just one way to run an aquarium. Over here, we have a slightly different mindset, as you know. The idea of an aquarium without any bits and pieces of stuff, and I'm not referring to uneaten food or fish feces here, but there's stuff like small bits of leaves, botanicals, java moss strands, roots, whatever, seems almost foreign in my mindset of aquarium keeping lately anyway, in the last maybe 10 years. Perhaps it's an example of just being in my own bubble of sorts for so long, but when I look at many of the, you know, pristine high concept so-called natural planted aquascapes that are the darlings of the aquarium world right now i definitely find them gorgeous fantastic works of art but that's exactly how i see them works of art to me though they have lots of plants and a beautiful highly stylized wood and rock hardscape they bear as much resemblance to nature as a flower bed does to a mountain meadow I stare at a natural, you know, at natural underwater habitats and I look for stuff that resembles what we have called natural for some time now. And few, if any, scenes in nature come to mind. They bear no resemblance. We touch on it all the time. Nature is anything but spotless, symmetrical, and perfectly organized. The very forces which drive the formation of underwater landscapes in the wild, rain, wind, sedimentation, falling leaves, and materials coming from the surrounding terrestrial environment virtually assure that what nature does with rocks, wood, and plant materials is completely different than what most of us hobbyists do. Most of us. I remember as a kid growing up reading copies of Tropical Fish Hobbyists. These were often filled with articles and photos from the great German hobbyist photo, you know, photographer and author Hans-Johann Richter, whose aquariums were always filled with little bits of stuff like bark pieces, fragments of leaves, variant-sized substrate materials, botanicals, java moss strands, etc., You could tell a pick was his just by noting these things. His work inspired me from a very young age. It was different. It felt, I don't know, it just sort of right. And his aquariums opened up my impressionable young mind to move 
and go beyond the number three aquarium gravel, Amazon sword, plant petrified wood, aquascaping vibe of the you know early 80s that I grew up on. There was an it factor to his tanks that was radically different than anything else you'd see out there. And they looked so much more natural than the typical aquariums of the day, filled with pristine gravel and sand and crisp green plants. And when you correlated them with the images you'd occasionally see of natural underwater habitats in places like Southeast Asia, the Amazon, and elsewhere, it was impossible not to see a connection to how nature really looks. Yeah, they really represented what nature is actually like in appearance for sure, and also likely in function. Now, the point of this is for not to be for me to bring up the fact that what we do with botanical method aquariums is more of a representation of nature as it is than those other styles. We know this from me beating the shit out of the idea over and over again, right? The point is, I think we should not be obsessive about removing bits and pieces of botanical debris and stuff like that to keep our aquariums looking almost artificially sterile. Uh, not long ago, I was looking at my brackish water mangrove themed aquarium, which we've featured and discussed several times here. The primary hardscape of the, of the tank is the mangroves themselves. And there's little bits and pieces of mangrove wood. And this is a rather dirty bark covered wood that seems to be incredibly attractive to fishes and snails who love to pick and rasp at it. In the mangrove tank, this incessant picking and rasping by the resident life forms has resulted in a fair amount of mangrove bark crumbs literally littering the sandy substrate on the bottom of the tank and you combine that with bits of mangrove leaf litter which i encourage to break down over time and there's a near constant accumulation of this stuff on the bottom i do tend to siphon the larger aggregations of it weekly with my water exchanges but it comes right back as fishes and snails continue to do their thing it 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 is what it is and predictably despite a significant water movement in the tank these materials tend to accumulate in the same areas of the tank making removal of excesses pretty easy if I want to. And quite frankly, the random bits of botanical materials that occur throughout the surface of the substrate don't irritate me in the least. If you look at images of mangals, which are mangrove habitats, that's exactly what you see. Water quality is not budged in this tank, with undetectable levels of phosphate and nitrate, two of the biological yardsticks of measuring water quality along with ORP and conductivity, hasn't budged since day one. Again, we're not talking about pieces of uneaten food or fish feces, just botanical material and debris. There's a difference. It's not only part of the natural aesthetic of this habitat, it's part of the functional composition, the ecology, supporting on many levels a little food web that supports the other life forms in the aquarium. Natural, not sterile, not dirty either. Just different than the uh, aquarium aesthetic interpretation that we've been indoctrinated to follow since our earliest days in the hobby still clean. Sure, there's some keys to maintaining aquariums filled with materials like decomposing leaves and botanicals. You definitely need to do regular maintenance. You don't want to overstock. I mean, common sense stuff, right? However, in a tank filled with considerable organic material, slight overstocking and poor general husbandry can be problematic. So be careful and thoughtful. This is again, Aquarium Keeping 101. That being said, in almost 26 years of playing with Blackwater Botanical Method Aquariums, and other natural style aquariums using leaves and botanicals, I've never, and I say never, had any issues. No crashes, no pH dropouts, no tanks turning into muddy, mucky yes messes. An aquarium can still be clean in terms of its environmental parameters, yet have a look which supports the appearance of natural materials on the substrate in a less than orderly manner. It's about husbandry and perspective. 
and accepting the fact that leaves and other natural materials are part of the ecology of the tank and that they will behave as terrestrial materials do when submerged. They'll break down and decompose. They'll form the basis of a surprisingly complex food chain, which includes bacterial, biofilms, fungi, and minute crustaceans. Each one of these life forms is supporting, to some extent, those above, including our fishes. When you think of botanical materials not so much as hardscape props, but as dynamic biological components of a closed microcosm, catalysts if you will, it all makes a bit more sense. Clean takes on a different meaning. Abundance and utilization are words that come to mind when thinking about these components of our closed aquatic ecosystems in this kind of manner. Thinking about these materials in the context of them being part of the environment as a whole, contributing to it rather than detracting from it. Mental shifts. <laughs> Always. Stay observant. Stay thoughtful. Stay enthused. Stay diligent. Stay clean. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.